0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Charlie Looker. Charlie Looker is a a guitarist and uh, composer and songwriter who you might know from Extra Life, uh, early on maybe Z's, uh, more recently Psalm Zero and Nothing Human. Um, Charlie's also, I'd say, interested in sort of the intellectual sphere, uh, more so than most musicians. So uh, I wanted to sort of geek out on some theory with him and uh, just shoot the shit. So welcome to the podcast, Charlie.
1: Welcome, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'm gonna move my this pleasure. down so you can like sort of get a little
0: more face here. Yeah. Word. All right. Yeah, cool. man. So I uh, I basically have been starting off the podcast asking everybody to just give me a rundown of their coffee habits because as you know I'm a coffee guy and so right. it really That's helps me that. round out my model. So uh, what's your uh, what's your coffee life like?
1: Uh, my coffee life is generally I have a I have a um. Like a like an at-home espresso machine, like an old-school uh, Pavoni, like the pull the pull-down one, like one shot at a time. Uh, oh, that great. I get, that, that my I inherited from my parents. It's fucking awesome, man. It's like you know you got to do the whole thing with grinding and the tamping it down, like each you know each hockey puck. Uh, so yeah, I usually do. I'll do like two of those in the morning, like early, and then we like it. I mean, depending on what I have going on in the day, I mean, now I'm just, I've got nothing but time. I'm either, like, writing music here or just reading um, mm-hmm. or doing these live streams and shit like that. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, yeah, two in the morning, then maybe, like, another one around, like, two, and then we'll see. I might, if I'm doing, like, a night session of work, you know, like, doing mm-hmm. some weird, like, after dinner late thing, then I'll do, like, one or two shots after that. Um, Nice. And you
0: just uh, drink them as espressos or with some mm -hmm. water or some milk or anything?
1: No, no, just espresso, man. It's, it's, uh, dude, the crema situation on, on, on these poles is just fire, dude. It's like, Uh it's like just iridescent oil, like just like the alchemists, you know, just, uh, the spreading of the, the elements, dude, the torment of the bean. (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, it's so are you um, into like sort of darker roasts or lighter roasts or uh what, what type of coffee are you using? D-
1: darker for sure man i use the lavaza um what is it rosa um something rosa I'm, I'm not like a uh i'm not a coffee dude on the level of knowing all the names of like all the shit that's going on now but mm-hmm. i just i like that um i like that way like ch- more chocolatey like really chocolatey nutty kind of stuff and uh I think, I don't know, it's like, it seems like the hip thing with like, it, it, with like hip like coffee places, it's always like way brighter, like this very like lemony, tangy kind of bright vibe. I know people love that. It's kind of like not my, it's not, not really my shit, man. You know?
0: Yeah, it's definitely not for a lot of people, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's the world that I live in for the most part, but I feel like we've been veering to the darker side uh, lately just because it seems to be a crowd pleaser, so.
1: Yep. Are, are people liking the darker stuff? Because because I like um, I mean I'll be honest, man. Like I love going into Go Get 'Em Tiger for the hang, but I'm I, that style of shit. I'm actually like not really. I'm more into the stuff over at Tierra Mia. Um, gotcha, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. yeah. But Go Get 'Em Tiger. The food situation there is super hooked up. You know so. <laughs>
0: Word. Yeah.
1: Uh, and not to cast woman. aspersions on your poles, dude. Like it's it not your chops are <laughs> chops. I'm just saying like you know the style of what the beans are and whatnot. It's you know it's mm-hmm. that bright. It's that bright style for sure
0: cool man well uh, let's talk about some music stuff I, i'm curious uh so when i was talking to ben Monder recently uh you know i was asking him what he's been listening to and he said the new devourment record and uh we both love devourment obviously but we're both kind of like smarter than i feel like the average person that would like be into shit that's so awful lyrically and so i'm curious <laughs> how you think about that like how you think about stuff that's so violent but like you know I don't know what's your take on this
1: I mean I don't even know if the lyrics are I don't even know if that's the most ignorant aspect of of them really I mean the music itself is just so fucking like I don't know dude yeah just like flat brim hats dude just straight wigger slam dude it's such a vibe (laughs) it's such a vibe um I uh, like um I don't know man I don't like when I think about what I'm trying to do myself, I'll like lay down all this these values of like what uh music should be about, not just what I'm achieving, but what I'm like the way I go about it and my like how it fits into my life and practice and the ritual of like doing you know work and knowledge and all this shit. I'm always laying shit down. but then when it comes to what I process from the outside, all of those rules and standards just go away, and it's just like. Often unclear what I'm really getting from something. To be honest, because, but see, I don't know when I say I love devourment. It's like, do I love devourment or do I just love watching like beheading videos on YouTube? I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm not like, I mean, do I like watching like an hour and a half of World Star fights? I mean, is that like art to me? Like, not really. So I, I mean, it may, maybe that's just what devourment is. Is just like watching an hour and a half of World Star fights. Like, I I, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> but 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 there's chops though i don't know it's yeah you know what i like about that kind of shit there's this unevenness between the ignorance on the one hand but then like the intense labor of like on the other hand you know you can tell they like rehearse their asses off and like it's actually kind of technical and stuff and like you, like there's it's like it's this hyper compartmentalized uh giving a shit right totally.
0: Yeah, I mean, I does, guess like... Does that kind of make sense? Or like, I think so, sorry. yeah. There, sorry, there's a little uh, audio breaking up. Um, you can hear me, well, though? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's funny. I, You can tell that it's technical listening to it, but it's also so muddy and unclear and just brutal. that It's like, is this really actually even that technical? And I don't know, it might be.
1: <laughs> I think I like that. That's a cool thing about it, too, actually. The idea that you would put... I think that about with a lot of like lo-fi shit in general from different styles that you would put all this effort into like writing and rehearsing these riffs, but then it's like, what the riffs are, are like so muddy, and then how it's recorded is so muddy that it's almost like you're just shitting on all all over the work that you did, <laughs> exactly. or like or like burying it. There's something tough about that. I I actually, yeah yeah the incoherence of it. I mean in in a way less extreme way, um. And not in the sense of ignorance, but in the sense of like putting all this work in and then having it be like muddied up. Like some of that early uh, Ariel Pink stuff is like, I love that shit. And one of the things I love about it is that it's like, it's so like lo fi and muddy, but it's like the chord progressions and arrangements are all like super like wrought, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like so much effort goes into it, but then it's like filtered through this like, I don't give a shit sounding filter. So it, it has this weird. It's like precious but then totally unprecious, like thing happening that i i uh i like
0: a lot um yeah yeah cool man so uh in in just your regular music practice uh i'm curious how you sort of think about projects like you're talking about combining you know like the knowledge work of it and uh how do you generally like assign sort of like a weight and like how do you pace your own projects and just generally how are you conceiving of uh you know, various musical projects and bringing them into being.
1: I guess, I mean, I usually have one thing that's, like, the thing, like, the band that is getting the most uh, priority um, as far as, like, pushing it, like, playing shows with it, touring, uh, pushing it out there as the main thing that, like, is going to be coming to your town or, uh, whatnot. I, there, there's a thing of like, what, just whatever you call your main thing, people actually just pay the most attention to that for, mm-hmm. for, in a weird way. You know, uh, I mean, obviously it increased by just touring and, and doing, doing the work on that. But, um, yeah, like extra life was, yeah, I put that out as that's like, that's my main thing than other stuff, but it, it's like, <clears throat> but I, I don't even know if I'd say I put in more actual labor into the, into the writing. I think I end up putting the same amount of work <clears throat> and care into the actual composition of all the different projects, you know, but it's just like it's more just the promoting and the and the touring, you know, that gets really focused on one thing versus another. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, I don't know these things yeah, they'll they'll be uh yeah, like, y- you mean, like, how do I conceive of these projects before they're started? Or you mean, like, once they're going, or...
0: or? I guess just like, you know, it sounds like you have a bunch of different projects, and I'm curious how you, uh, like, it seems like there's definitely a method to it, and... uh yeah, I'm just curious, you know, what that thought process is like this. I mean, this, is, this answer is good so far. Yeah. Just yeah. Well, I
1: mean, like, like a Psalm zero, like, yeah, well, I guess the concept but sometimes the concepts for these things change though. Cause like, you know, after extra life, like I, like extra life was just going to be like the concept for that. I was like, all right, I'm going to have a thing that's, just the moniker for me running a thing and that's almost gonna be like the moniker for just me in a way or like mm-hmm. I was thinking of it like like uh like shoo shoe or dirty projectors or Leviathan uh like for you talking just across spe- spectrums, you know, like uh like that kind of thing. But um but then I ended up making this but then it ended up becoming a little bit more collaborative with the people I was working with. And then I and so then then it was a little bit not just synonymous with me, and it was like an actual like band, even though I was kind of writing everything, but still you know they're arranging and having input. And then also then it took on this identity that I was like, oh, I'm actually gonna quote unquote break this up, uh, not because I hate this shit now, but just because it's like I'm in a whole different phase to the point where I would want to do stuff with a different name, you know? So it's like sort of like drawing this line of like shedding certain aesthetic parameters because i don't know it's like even when you say like oh i'm gonna do whatever i want to do like oh no rules just do whatever it's like a project still takes on a character like you still end up being inspired by the last thing you did and influencing yourself and like the identity of what the thing is and how people perceive it like that feeds you know so then you're like oh extra life isn't just me it's a thing that gained momentum that now is its own thing so therefore it can die you know um, gotcha. doesn't mean it has to but you know it's just at the time it's like oh okay so but then yeah sometimes these things change too like psalm zero that started off as like i was like all right now that extra life's done i'm gonna do stuff under my own name as a composer for other ensembles like a classical guy because i i get periodically i get you know asked to do stuff like that it's like all right that's gonna be my own name and then psalm zero i was like this is just like a fuck it band. like this is just me and this guy uh, this guy andrew was like a duo project at first <clears throat> and the whole thing is just it, it was almost like a punk band i mean i never make punk music but the, the concept was just like some scummy shit that's mm-hmm. like not even gonna be like pushed as anything i, I you know it was just sort of like let's see what happens with it but then it was like, oh, I started to get more into it. It's like, oh, let's make this not totally scummy and throwaway. Let's actually like write some shit. And then it kind of got more and more collaborative, and it became this duo thing. So then that was my main band. Uh, the classical shit's on the side, you know. Then I, so it's like, then it took on that thing of my main thing. It has that concept of like uh, me and this guy doing a duo thing. Then I have this huge falling out with the guy. Um, never talked to the fucking guy again. So then, then the concept is like, oh, it's my thing it's me doing a rock band so now it's sort of like what extra life was but now i'm gearing it to be more normal and more like a rock but it it actually the shit all just keeps changing man you know it's it's uh yeah
0: how much of the uh, aesthetic difference do you feel like is like shedding the sort of medieval influence or is there some medieval influence in psalm 0 that i'm not hearing
1: uh there there is but it's just a little more uh toned down
0: it's it's rained into the
1: i mean the song the last faith like that's that's pretty medieval like the, the um at least the vocal melody for that stuff is pretty medieval but but yeah yeah it's it's a lot of that stuff is, is toned down to an extent um but thing is man psalm zero now the shit i'm writing now like after we're done today is like this shit is the next quote-unquote psalm zero record is basically going to be like the first extra life record like oh, okay I mean it'll be different because it'll have all this metal shit. it's gonna be obviously different. It's fucking 13 years later, but it's 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 gonna be weird as shit and very medieval out. Like um way more complex. I'm I'm like, I'm just
0: yeah. Well, let's dive into some of this medieval stuff. Uh when did you first get into that? I kind of like college or
1: I, I kind of gradually like um I didn't get into it by like studying it really. It was really like uh, my dad had this uh, Christmas music of the Middle Ages record that he used to play um, around the house just around Christmas time. It was just like this, some, I don't know, just like tradition. Like he would he would he would, uh, he would play it, um, and I still have that. That's uh, I think that's New, Noah Greenberg and the and the New York Pro Musica, I think it is anyway um so yeah just that record i got really into that and then it's um and then i don't know how i got it yeah i started to check out some of the composers that were on that uh leonin and perotin um and so that's like the 12th century uh organum composers the Ars, Ars antiqua composers so i started to, like checking them out and so that was in college where i wasn't studying it as part of uh as part of study but i but i was like going to like the um, the the music library at, at, at school and like ch- and taking out these uh taking out these, these these records and stuff
0: so you're more kind of just consuming it and not necessarily like geeking out on the theory behind it um i started
1: to geek out a little later because i i took um like after college i would take these uh private lessons like once in a while like not like on some like course of study but like whenever i could and like um with this guy uh this guy mark stambaugh who was like head of the um head of composition at manhattan school of music at the time and he's just like one of these these guys that like it, they're like so um just like a repository of knowledge of like the history of western music that is just exhaustive on a level that you just couldn't even possibly touch like you just mention like one part of like a Wagner opera and he like sits down at the keyboard He's like oh yeah right like the inner voice from like the nibelung are like going up the hill and like the viola i mean it's just like dude forget it you know he's like one of those cats <laughs> like um, but um he um but yeah so he taught me a little bit about counterpoint like um like writing counterpoint in um not in a medieval style but uh, in the style of Palestrina so that's like uh, like 16th century sort of high renaissance um, so he so he did take me through some of the um, species counterpoint exercises. I don't know. Have you studied co- like composition? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, just doing like species counterpoint and sort of. So I did actually get to a, a chops point where I can like write. You know, I can like write some like canons and stuff like an imitative counterpoint that's like pretty solidly in that in that uh sixteenth century high Renaissance style. But then like I don't really. So then there's like that, but then sort of influenced by the earlier medieval stuff just by listening and then those kind of combined with me kind of you know i don't like follow any rules from that stuff but mm-hmm. absorbing those conventions though do affect that does affect how you write for sure yeah, you know? Definitely. <clears throat> yeah so yeah and just this vibe of like th- there are specific things like just ways that little like just cadences that how they resolve i mean just just like yeah just specific little cadences the burgundian cadence you know i fuck with these little things man um uh, yeah
0: picardy cadence
1: oh yeah 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 picardy, a- it's a picardy third yeah yeah yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so yeah i mean i'm not like yeah i'm no
0: scholar on that
1: on that stuff but i've done work checking it out you know like actually
0: gotcha stuff, yeah. so in a band like extra life uh how much of that is notated when you're composing it
1: that's a good question. Yeah. Some, some of the, like the stuff on the first record, a lot of that was notated. Like the stuff that's so, the stuff that's so mathed out and like complex that you're like, how would you learn that? It's like, that's, that's notated. Like that's as, as, as one would expect. Um, Then the, uh, yeah. And on the second album to an extent, yeah. On secular works and on made flesh, that stuff's pretty notated. The later stuff gets kind of simpler, you know? And also the later stuff, it's like, it's more like the melodies are kind of complex but then like the other people's parts like I didn't really write their parts as much and it would be like Nick would come up with drum parts Kaylee would come up he was playing guitar at that point um, I play guitar on the first couple of records then then Kaylee who used to play violin he was playing guitar on the th- on the third record um, yeah they'd come up with their own parts and stuff for, for, for that so it's like a little it's like a little different um, But yeah, notation, I mean, notation is sick, dude. That's like, that's the original sequencer, man. You know what I mean? But it has like Mm -hmm. a sort of, but then there's that weird social dynamic though to it where it's like a sequencer, you're sequencing a machine, but when you're notating music in a classical music way, it's kind of dark, man, because you're like (laughs) sequencing, (laughs) right? I mean, you're like sequencing people you're like using a technology. It's yeah. like it's like cybernetic, kind of. I mean, you're you're essentially like they have this like code to like read shit, and then you're like making this code. It's like, uh, of course, there's interpretation. I mean, there's obviously uh, with classical music, obviously there's like a with most of it, there's a sense of interpretation and like how you play it. You know, you give somebody Bach some million ways to like as a instrumentalist, you know, a performer to bring your own uh art artistry to it obviously but then it's like the more and more complex shit gets they're almost like the less and less room there is for people's uh own artistry to come into it you know what i mean and yeah, so when totally. you're not, i mean i if you if you i don't know man if you got like if you got someone from a top flight classical music ensemble on here they might just be like what the fuck are you talking about like shut <laughs> up like you're an idiot like it's very possible but like I mean, if you check out like a Helmut Lachenmann string quartet, like, do no disrespect to like Arditi or like whoever's played this thing. But it's like, it's hard for me to see how you would be like, man, I'm like putting my own spin on. That. I mean, you're just trying to like nail shit that's just like at the limit of like cybernetic like bandwidth of like fucking like even executing the shit. So I don't know. Um, maybe that's not true though. Maybe that's like with certain stuff. Cause I know Feldman, you know, with Feldman, people. That's simpler music, though. That's simpler music. You a you a Morton Feldman fan?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I was listening to something where he was talking about, or like reading something where he was talking about the how everything is so precise, and it's like, no, my music is perfect. And you know, when you are at that time scale, you're actually allowed to, or you're a- able to keep it quote perfect because there's no room for interpretation. It's just all mapped out perfectly.
1: he he said that did 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 he say that that there's no room for interpretation and and that's interesting okay that's interesting to hear because i was actually gonna about to say because i was i was saying that about about like like post-war like complex classical music but then i actually thought of him as an example of there being room for interpretation just just because i remembered I i did this um it's like this master class with uh, peter kotick you know you know him from SEM ensemble he's he's old he's like maybe like an 80 now or something but he's he's a flautist he's like one of the first people to like um perform some like stockhausen stuff in the 70s in 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 the states and he's like very uh he's like very down with cage and then that that school of stuff anyway but so like yeah i saw him give this master class on like performing feldman and he was like dude like we don't play this shit exactly like they, they were just showing these bars of like these quintuplets over like and he was kind of like as he was he was kind of like dude as long as he's like we're not doing science here we're not doing surgery you know he's like I just mm-hmm. make sure I just make sure that if I get a five going against a three he's like we make sure that it sparkles you know we make sure that the that, that things aren't that, that they're not lining up the way a five and a three would not line up but he was like, "Dude, we're not, we're not uh, doing." So, anyway, so interesting. So Feldman said to play the shit right. I don't know. Yeah. he's it, a I macho. Mean... He's a macho motherfucker, though, man. I mean, he might have just been on some, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just power moves, yeah. you
0: know? Like, yeah. Just... I think the quote was something along the lines of like, you know, when you scale it up to like three hour pieces, you're dealing with you know a whole other set of problems that you have to sort of solve. But like a lot of the problems of like you know the fifteen twenty five minute piece are basically not issues anymore so kind of interesting but
1: did he 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 said that in terms of interpretation not in terms of composition because i can understand in terms of composition being like the 20 minute piece is a totally different set of concerns than like a 3 hour piece like that i could see but i wonder why i wonder why interpretation would be would be di- a different issue um, or maybe it was just maybe it wasn't as much
0: interpretation as it was just like the the you know placement of everything and uh you know how there isn't really like I feel like everything's sort of built in already. Uh, like you don't have to worry about, you know, sort of like adjusting tempo here or there.
1: But, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know it. Yeah, I could, I could kind of see that. Like, yeah, it's like making something breathe. It's like, yeah, it's like you're not dealing with these like little gestures that were like the small variations. Yeah, I, I could, I could sort of see that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, a few episodes ago, I was interviewing this guy who's a theorbo player, and he's like a an early musician guy, uh, and he was. Uh what was I gonna say about him? <laughs> uh boom 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 I'm brain farting, sorry. Um That's sick. You had a Theorbo player, man. I should have done more homework
1: actually checking out the the previous episodes, man. I should I should have done I should have boned up for this because that's sick.
0: It, it's all good. He's uh he's actually doing this uh guitar company where he's making these interchangeable necks for classical guitars. He'll eventually have them for steel strings, but uh you can swap out the temperament of them so you can get like, you know, uh Pythagorean comma temperament and stuff like this and <laughs> uh man hearing his shit like it's the most in tune guitar i've ever heard and it's so beautiful uh because i i think the guitar has all these awful tuning issues and i don't know if that's anything that bothers you but well the fucking g
1: around- dude the g is just like the devil dude i mean it's like never <laughs> in tune
0: yeah it's like- <laughs> i mean the issue with like the the major third not being in the center like it's not a symmetrical uh yeah yeah just, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, makes me mad, but yeah, man. Um, what, what um,
1: what, what was his name? I mean, I'll check it out after this. But oh, the, Michael Kaderka. Michael Kaderka.
0: He's an American guy, yeah. or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he teaches over at uh, Arkansas State. Yeah. No shit. But we went to Arcan- USC together.
1: Nice. So you go to Arkansas State. You're dealing with like Theorbo the- the players and shit. Like that's that's the hang there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that's just his gig. But yeah, you know. oh, that's sick. Yeah, dude. Uh, well. Let's talk about Z's a little bit and sort of get into the technicality conversation we've been having uh, remotely. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like Z's, you know, is this great exemplar of like fucking discipline in music, and it seems like discipline is sort of gone. And as uh, I feel like as electronic music becomes more prevalent, uh, there's less you know incentive to actually get good at an instrument. So I'm curious if you think that uh, basically like you know, instruments are becoming less relevant in that respect. And like uh I don't know. Do you think instruments are on the way out?
1: Uh yeah, I think they're kind of on the way out, but I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that discipline is actually going down downhill. I, I think I think, you know, being an electronic musician, I think people that are people that are doing deep stuff are undoubtedly engaging in, in intense levels of discipline. But but I, I it seems like discipline though it just isn't like openly trumpeted as a value. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what I mean? That's all. I mean it's sort of like like I think a lot of uh yeah, I I, I think it's I think just culturally there's like the it, it's like not considered cool. World of cool music, it's not considered cool to just be this nerd that like mm-hmm just like like on its own like for its own you never want to practice for its own sake but like you never like someone who's making amazing electronic music like you know they you know they spend hours and hours and hours like working on their shit in a way that is disciplined but like they don't like it's not presented as this cool thing of just like every day I do this and like it's part of my spiritual like prayer like you know what I mean the way like a jazz guy does mm-hmm. you know jazz musicians? It's very much. It's like oh no, man, four hours a day I practice. It's like part of your like sense of who you are, like just the time. So
0: mm-hmm. I, like I suppose I, with the I, yeah, yeah sorry no it, you know, it's cool. uh, with uh, electronic music. It seems like the the virtuosity of it doesn't actually seem to come through the same way because you know like doing it, like a little arpeggiator thing. Uh, you know it's obviously easy to do on a like you know on Ableton or whatever, but it's something you could never play on guitar. Um, and so I don't know do you feel like that lack of sort of physical virtuosity makes it hit differently for you
1: I don't know yeah that, that's an interesting question yeah because you are dealing with the body a little differently right I mean when you're like really when you're practicing the guitar or the drums or something yeah you are yeah you are doing something to your motor skills and your brain mm-hmm. that is like very particular um so yeah I don't know if that's different with electro- Well, it definitely would have a different physical quality. But I don't know. See, some of this stuff, man, it may just be getting subtler and subtler. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just what it means to, like, program. Because, like, I can't remember whether it was Derek Bailey or somebody said, like, technique. They, like, define technique as just being, like, technique is the way you touch your instrument. Like, they just Mm -hmm. defined it, you know, which is interesting to me i can't remember it was Derek but like it was some guitar player it might have just been like nels klein or someone like you know like not as famous or something but um i don't know that that's that phrase always stuck with me like the way you touch your instrument because first of all you're talking about touch so there's this like physical thing but you're not you're not even talking about an action yet you're literally talking about the moment of like a thing physically interfacing with your body you know like literally just that moment Mm -hmm. you know saying that like all of tech, all of virtuosity, all of technique is in that touching moment and not even in all like of what, you you know, and when I say, he says the way you touch your instrument, it's making it like qualitative and not quantitative, you know, it's, it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, how well you touch your instrument or with what degree of whatever, it's just like how, so that is kind of sick to me in some way. I don't know exactly how to take that phrase and make it into a whole thing, but I, I've thought about that a lot, the way you so, yeah, so then, you know, you've practiced a million hours a day to change how you touch your instrument, um, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, with electronic music, it would be the same kind of thing, man. It's like, you know, the way you quote-unquote touch. Your uh, sound phone. waves? A uh, sound waves, yeah, man. Seriously, yeah. you know, the way you, like, touch a fucking, some weird, like, fucking hardware, some filter that you just ordered off of fucking, you know, like eBay, some Soviet fucking like Mm -hmm. high high pass filter whatever people get into um i'm really not into that hardware snob shit though you know what i mean
0: all right absolutely not
1: not i mean it's like yeah i i get why that why that shit is cool but people will be like oh nothing human sounds cool man like have you ever thought of getting into i'm like are you buying because i mean if you buy me this shit fine but i'm not like you know um but yeah i don't know technique dude yeah that's that has been a big part of my as a big part of growing up though man just practicing with jazz and stuff just to like um it's a big part of building self-esteem as a kid Mm -hmm. it's a big part of you know being like i'm like going to become a man like john coltrane you know like
0: yeah yeah um so I i was talking to this dude uh about these sort of like I guess like models of art and one of them, you know, that I sort of got into in that question that I sent you and Jeremiah is, uh, you know, basically art as signaling. And uh, the funny thing is that he tied this back similarly to fascist aesthetics, which uh, you got into a little bit sort of like with this, uh, you know, the thing you were talking about with like hierarchy and uh, music and like, you know, uh, the, like the left and right wing of, I guess, like riffing and so I thought this was interesting, but you know, your take was a little bit different than mine. And uh, yeah, I I thought it was interesting to just see that he also landed on something being sort of fascist aesthetics for this hierarchy. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm curious what you think of that.
1: Um, wait, wait. I'll put put a, put a finer point on it, like, um, because I can't remember exactly. I can't. I can't remember exactly how we landed.
0: I mean, I guess you were getting into like how the punk sort of DIY aesthetic, you know, is like, you know, all you have to do is like learn the Stooges riff or whatever. And then like you have, you know, the uber uh, technical like black metal people who at the end of the day have some fucking bunk ideology. And uh, it's just kind of weird to have that dichotomy of left and right with kind of like extreme technique and kind of extreme inclusivity of technique.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny, I don't know, because we were, like, talking about with, like, political implications of stuff, it's just, like, everything always, like, goes to, like, quote-unquote fascism as far as, like, this pole of, like, something to consider, or not quote-unquote, literally, just capital F, you know, but it's, like, sometimes I like to contemplate that as this extreme poll of what something could be as this, like, scary example of it, but then dial it back and be like, okay, well, like, what's what's the, like, not fucked up version of, like, something that's like a little to the right you know what i mean just not not even politically but just like psychologically or culturally you know what i mean so it's like that's why i always think about jazz i'm like you never think of jazz as a right-wing music but anything yeah anything that has like some sense of like good better best and you're like enforcing that and there's like a certain push you know there there is something kind of scary I guess about I mean, or, uh, on elitist you know like just a sort of um, sense of yeah I mean I used to I, okay I don't support this but I mean I've heard that like you know Miles and Charlie Parker I mean they would actually like beat people like they drag people out back of a jam session and beat them up just for playing some bullshit. I mean, I doubt I doubt that that happened, you know, like a million times. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've heard that. I'm sure that happened at least a couple times if people like were talking about that as an idea. I mean, can I'm not saying do that, but I mean, can you imagine doing that now? At like some indie rock show, and just dragging some fucking kid off by the scruff of the neck, and being like, "That shit was weak, dude. <laughs> You're gonna go home with a fucking black eye, man." I mean, it's just, it's just that psychology. Like, it's just. I mean, the fact that people were doing that, who like aren't. Well, I was gonna say they aren't utter psychopaths. Maybe you could say Miles was a complete and utter psychopath. I, I don't know, but. <laughs> Just quality control, man. I mean, this is why I keep talking about you know slow to dyke man. I keep coming back to this, and I've been harping on this like one micro thing that he said is like not even his main thing, but that shit about vertical tension, man. I, I love that, dude. It's just this thing of like, you know, doesn't have to be some dehumanizing hierarchy or some horrific fascist thing, but some sense of good, better, best, pulling you in place, pulling a community in place, pulling, like I don't know, just that sense of or at the very least when you're practicing having a concept of that even if it doesn't have to be like literally enacted in the world of like oh like you know whatever like miles gets to beat me up and i deserve it because i suck or like you know what i'm saying charlie parker gets to like fuck my wife because like i fucking ate shit at the jam session i mean you know it's like it's not this doesn't have to be some like literal real life brutality but having some kind of sense of you know like that hierarchy that drives you to strive you know like uh that
0: yeah, makes me think there, yeah, yeah. sorry no go good makes me think of it, cool, uh, it makes me think of I guess like kind of like the glorification that you see in chef culture like you know where the you know the cook is like cutting something and you know the chef comes by and says some fucking dickish thing and uh everybody's like oh my god yeah, the chef 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 oh yeah chef and uh i feel like you know being in food i've seen people grow out of that and just like mature generally, but like uh there's something to be said about actually you know like being straightforward and like you fucking sucked today, you need to get better and so uh yeah I, I guess I haven't seen any of that in music or in food or coffee in a while, and so I don't know it's somebody. it's there's
1: gotta be yes yeah, some quality control you know, but then of course you know we got all edgy like we got all edgy about it and had to make it in this and because it's funny to like take it like like what the fuck were we talking about like you 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 singling fitness, signaling, signaling fitness and so i said some shit about like uh talking about like like selective pressure in the scene and like bottlenecking of musical traits i mean it's like turning into some eugenics shit I mean, you know it's like obviously that's creepy and like it's taking a stick place you know whatever but i mean it's not like it's only a couple of steps further than just like giving someone a bad vibe for sucking you know I mean, there has to be stuff, like, I don't know. It's like, but then, you know, then there's also encouragement and generosity. And that's the thing, you know, it's like jazz culture is like, I, I think it's always been like both, you know, there's this inclusivity and like encourage everyone to come in and this inclusivity, but then also the ball breaking, you know what I mean? Um, of course, then you say ball breaking, and hear this on on a more, you know, it's like so. How much of this is like gendered shit? How much of this is just the <laughs> way men, the way men throw down versus you know the way women? I, like I, I don't know, you know, I don't. You know, maybe it's just, yeah, maybe it's just some male male shit. I, yeah. um, can't remember what I was gonna say. the, <laughs> you know, the comedian uh, Theo Vaughn, you know that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty into that dude, and he um, he said some shit. I think it was on a podcast or no it was in a special he was like he said something about it. he was like he was like I'm like yeah I admire this guy I admire him and then he goes admire is an old-fashioned idea it's when someone's better than you but you like them you know which I thought that's just very like simple and beautiful man and it's like that there is something old-fashioned about that like you know like the modern the totally modern thing is kind of like well no one's better than anyone what like you think you're better than me I mean what makes you better like everything's just so resentful that you like can't ever just be like I know my place dude that's charlie parker you can't you can't fuck right you know or like uh mm-hmm. i don't know like i was in uh like I was on that group chat I was, in, I was on that live um live stream thing with um with do, do you know Tegan Tegan Meyer or
0: I I watched uh, a good chunk of that but the, the uh, thing. I, I know her a little bit yeah,
1: yeah. and the th- thing with with with, uh, with uh, Resin Aggarastani was on there the you know him Reza N- N- Nagarestani no no oh he's sick man he's anyway yeah well so this won't mean as much if you don't know his shit but he's um i don't know he's only a little older than me but i mean he's like a very accomplished like serious philosopher guy he's not like a he's not like an artist guy who's kind of into it and has some ideas he's like you know making serious work and like you know it's like publishes stuff on urbanomic and shit i don't know it's like so we're doing this thing and it's like you know he's it's like, obviously like the cat, you know what I mean? So he's kind of breaking balls and kind of being a little bit arrogant and kind of fucking putting people in their place and interrupting them and shit. And I'm like, this is good. Like, this is appropriate. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, there's like, I feel like most people is just like, Oh, like who's, you know, that's mean. And I'm like, well, you know, he's laying down the hierarchy thing. If you want to get up, then you got to give it back to him in some way that's actually meaningful. And if you can't, then just know your place and just fucking be psyched that he's even there. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like just hierarchy. I don't know. Just accepting a beauty.
0: The healthy totally. hierarchy, you know? Yeah. Cool, man. Uh I'm I'm curious, uh, as somebody that's sort of been in both jazz and metal, what the different woodsheds look like to you?
1: That's a cool question. Um I feel like jazz, it's it's super clear because it's like even the term woodshed just comes from jazz. So it's like, I mean, that's just that culture, man. People, uh, I don't know, people, what <clears throat> what do you do with jazz? You have like a, there's like a body of standards. People play mm-hmm. tunes, you know, people try to do spend years doing the craziest amount of shit. I mean, you, you mean like when I, you mean like when I used to play uh, practice jazz or you mean just like in general, just what, what it looks like in the, in the two cultures, like,
0: I mean, I guess to give you a sense, like, uh, you know, I, I'm much, much, much more accomplished as a jazz musician than I am as a me- metal musician. I used to do metal back in high school, but I got uh, randomly inspired. I was like, I'm going to fucking learn how to riff again. And I realized I had no idea how to do it anymore. And so I was like, okay, but I have to have chromatic this and that. And like, it didn't, I didn't have the same sort of path of how I was going to approach it. So I was like, how do people practice metal? Uh because half of it has to be like a compositional thing and half of it, half of it has to be just, you know, uh, riffing and shit, like getting your uh, fingers worked up. So I'm curious what like a metal woodshed looks like to you.
1: Oh, yeah, well, it's, I mean, that's, that's a cool question because I don't even really, um, I never had a thing with metal that was a woodshed thing. I mean, gotcha. I, I, I never had a thing, um, like a practice regimen of working on shit. It, it's only mm-hmm. been the writing thing you know but to me I mean that's shedding because you're like I mean you're just like getting better and better and editing and revising and you know it's like it's 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 the same meditative kind of uh you know uh, practice you know um it's it's insane you know with like with jazz I mean I would be like you know I'd like practice improvising but with such a limited set of materials that I pick out like one mode or one little like uh pitch set or something that it ends up being like almost like composing because you're just focusing on like one little thing for hours and hours but um but yeah i don't know it's kind of different with i know like metal people that are into shredding i mean people who are into like actually being virtuoso instrumentalists and like as soloists um they have shit with modes and melodic patterns that's probably very similar to to jazz i would imagine um Mm -hmm. like uh yeah. I mean, I think those guys like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, Dave Davidson from Revocation, you know, that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's a friend of mine. I mean, he does. He's like one of the like the guitar, like high tech metal guitar guys right now, you know, for like t- technical death metal and shit. Um, and yeah, I think he's his practice regimen is very similar to jazz in the sense of like melodic patterns that are difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. to play you know probably like I, I think a lot of metal there's like super shredded out metal dudes like on a state-of-the-art vibe would get into that like uh, do some like metal version of like that you you know the Yusef Latif book um, mm-hmm. this uh, that scales book that scales book I can't it's like in the room actually someplace I can't I can't see it from here but it's <laughs> sort
0: of like some sort of like Slonimsky type shit
1: that's the one that Coltrane used, right? The, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think that's what, what some, some cats use on, on a metal, on a metal tip, you know, for sure. I think a lot of the, I mean, um, I mean, that stuff's cool. Cause it's like actually musical. It's not just like, um, just like senseless shapes or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's what metal woodshedding is like. But but it's it's not the same culture though, man. I think I I I don't think it's the same kind of it definitely not for me, man. I, I mean well I mean for me okay, so like high school I had like the jazz thing of like studying jazz, playing tunes, trying to come up with my own shit over tunes, scales, modes, et cetera. Um, but so for me that same energy and type of focus as an adult, is transferred into like composing, composing really, you know, and mm-hmm. producing now with, with 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 um nothing human, which is composing. So I mean, for me, it's the same like type of focus, but it's not at all the same stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I as guess. far as you know, yeah,
0: yeah. I, when I got back into this metal stuff, I found myself just like putting on a metronome and trying to do downstrokes until my forearm was hurting. And it's like, this is just fucking going to the gym. And so maybe that's what metal is about partially.
1: Nah, man. I mean, it's only, (laughs) but but, I mean, that shit is only like, you should only practice it if you're like, that's what you want to write and shit. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, it's not like in 1980. Like, it's not like Kirk Hammett, like came (laughs) up with the idea of doing that kind of picking and then just like, was like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get really good at that, and then write some riffs based on that. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just more like you start writing, writing some riffs, and you're like, you just play them a ton until they're just tighter and tighter and tighter. I, I think also like, I don't know, like, I don't know about metal specifically, but just guitar-based band, ba- like rock in general-based music, whether it's punk or hardcore or whatever. I mean, even with even with punk where it's supposedly like, fuck it or whatever. I mean, people rehearse a lot, you know, like Mm -hmm. bands rehearse a ton. So, I mean, a lot of the practicing gets done with like rehearsing, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, classical cats will like practice for years and hours and years. And then, you know, but then like when it comes to actually like getting a piece together, I mean, they'll fucking run it for like 20 minutes and, Mm -hmm. and just go nail it. You know what I mean? Whereas like, if you're like in a band, I mean, you've, you've, you've been there, you know, you play the song, you're just like, let's do it again. Hmm. Just do it again four times. Tighten it up. Let's go. Yeah, you know. And it's like, I mean, I think, I mean, bands that I've been in, it's what's more methodical. It's a little more classical. You know, it's like, oh no, let's run the B section. No, let's like loop these four bars. Like, you know, it it does get a little more classical ish, but um, but I think a lot of people in metal and and rock and shit, it's like they don't. I don't. It seems. I bet they don't even fucking seem to analyze. This shit that much it's just like play it a million times and it just gets better and better and better and then that that's that's the shedding you know really is just mm-hmm. everyone shedding shedding together so so yeah so that's what I'm you know, so punk, even scrappy punk bands do get tight um mm-hmm. by you know maybe even not by rehearsing maybe just by touring you know like literally just getting tight on the road you know bands get tight as fuck they just don't have that it just it isn't that that ascetic uh, the, the process of getting the music tight isn't that solo ascetic prayer like i'm spending time with myself and god type type attitude you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so that's right. why i'm kind of like i don't know when i talk about like so it was similar with that practice and hierarchy shit like I, sometimes i like ham up like overplay the kind of thing of just like man like just egalitarian punctured is lazy dude like we need discipline like like I don't actually think that shit's worse. I'm just more into stuff that has a like solo component of like that kind of aesthetic, you know, like I just like yeah. that path like like I was saying with just like you know I'll lay down these things of the way it's supposed to be, but really, it's just more like that's how I like to develop you know is with the is more like even working in these band contexts i I go for more of that jazz approach of like working on stuff myself, you know, and like bettering myself. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Z's dude. There was a there was a lot of all of that. We'd all be writing music, so there was the solo composing asceticism. We'd all be practicing each other's pieces religiously solo, and then getting together and running it in a in a rock band way of us all rehearsing the shit a billion times. I mean, that shit was just like labor.
0: Now, in college, I was really interested in making, like, excessively complicated music, and I found that it always failed because nobody wanted to play it, and I'm curious how you find cats that are interested in actually putting in the time and, like, you know, doing complicated shit, is that just a New York thing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a New York thing also just clout man i mean if you just get people to do shit <laughs> i was kind of being a dick but like also like there's this i mean um i don't know like uh well i mean i get i like yeah i mean with z yeah i mean with z's those guys got me to do that shit just because they were doing such sick shit and it just blew my mind and i was like i want to roll with them and and you know i was like can i write shit too they're like yeah and i'm like fuck yeah dude. you know what i mean so it's like there's a sort of exchange there's a sort of exchange there you know i mean i guess to an extent um but, um, yeah, but, 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 okay. I joke about clout and I joke about, uh, New York neurosis being a, um, being a factor. Okay. Those two things, it's a kind of a joke, but kind of totally true. But, but there's a limit to that. Um, especially as you get older and money needs to come into play, you know what I mean? It's sure. like you can't, I mean, so this is the thing, you know, it's like, I can't like, uh, yeah, like Z's couldn't form with a bunch of people in their thirties. I mean, maybe, but call, you know, you're in your thirties calling other people in their thirties and being like, yo, let's start like the most complex shit ever. No one's getting paid. Like I'm going to write most of the shit. Like we're going to play, who knows if anyone's going to come to the shows, but maybe we'll like build some shit. This is like, no one's doing that in their fucking thirties, man. But like (laughs) doing that in your early twenties, it's like not even lame to do that. It's like kind of sick to do that. You know what I mean? So
0: um, yeah going back to that uh, sort of signaling model I feel like that's you know signaling a wealth of time and a wealth of sort of like uh, you know collective interest in the project which is you know cool thing to signal that's a uh, fitness and resources I guess to some extent but I, yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah. it's cringy though so
1: <laughs> fitness and resources no I love I fucking love this dude <laughs> well because well, okay there's like signaling resources signaling resources just is what it is that's just like or that's either time or money right that's either i have time because i'm young or i have money because i'm rich or whatever or like there's mm-hmm. or money because there's institutional funding or something you know um usually it's institutional funding is how complex music comes together t- typically right i mean that's just you know um but right. so that's resources but then fitness i i it's i'm interested in this like you say signaling fitness because it's like um I keep coming back to just the phrase it's just based internet, like just it's it's like it's like I mean, not in a bad way, I'm just saying when All you right. said that, I'm like he checks out that shit online, but I mean, but we knew that um, but it's like um, but fucking, uh fitness, but then you yeah, have see like the, the other thing that was like when you say fitness, does that mean a achieved fitness by correctly using the resources to increase your fitness and get into shape because you like, you know, because you made wise use of the resources or are we just talking about fitness, like signaling that you just naturally are like hardwired to like be talented, which that's is most like, based. like
0: innate fitness versus like acquired fitness. Um, yeah, I guess Acquired yeah. fitness lands a little bit better. Um, although maybe subconsciously innate fitness lands better.
1: Uh, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it's, like it's like what's more inspiring like like it's not inspiring to anyone to signal that like that like your mom and dad pay your rent and so there you have all this time to fucking make complex music for no fucking reason that's very <laughs> uninspiring people are just yeah. Like, yeah. like that's that's just like gross but then it, and then so then it's like yeah signaling that you that you made good use of your time and practice all the shit to get fit that's inspiring that's inspiring cause it's like, oh, he like lifted weights or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. then like, yeah, but then like signaling that you're just have God given talent. It's like, it's like, is that inspiring or not? You know, like that's the most like, like that's just like hero shit. Like, is that, yeah, <laughs> like, is that like, oh, I could be as great as that person or no, is that more just like that person is a great man of history? and must be regarded <laughs> as like an unachievable, like Odysseus model of like being better. I I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know.
0: Uh, thinking about like, you know, you brought up uh, Miles and I'm thinking of Coltrane and how Coltrane obviously put in so much fucking time in the woodshed to, you know, Like I don't think that he was necessarily signaling fitness whatsoever, he just had it. And it's kind of just there in the background, just like I'm a beast. But uh, then Miles, you know, he's kind of lacking like, I mean, it, people always get in trouble for saying that he didn't have technique, but I mean, he's no fucking Coltrane. But no. at the same time, maybe he's signaling sort of like novelty or something like that, like uh, sort of the uniqueness of perspective. Like, w- what do you think that Miles is signaling that Coltrane uh, yeah. isn't?
1: That's such a good question. I know Miles and Coltrane, there's such unbelievably deep poles mm-hmm. of, of just like like the way. Yeah, the way an artist can be, like, inspiring. Just, like, the the way of being, like, a bad motherfucker, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, it's, like, Miles, he's so, like, of the earth, you know what I mean? He's so just, like, it's, like, not, like, this beam of light directly up to God and stuff. He's just, like, I'm out here. Like, I'm out here. Like, I'm a man. Like, mm-hmm. in the. it is very much, like, in the world and shit. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, what is he signaling? I don't know. I love that shit at the end of his life. I was... What, watching some interview with him where he was talking about you ever see that interview from 1982 where brian gumbel is interviewing him maybe it, it's fucking hilarious man it's like it, it's like yeah he was he was just like how do you you know he was just like uh, brian gumbel he's like so how do you like choose who to play with you know like when you a musician that you want to collaborate like do you like audition them or do you like you know go see them play in another band or something? and he was just like he's like i can just tell by the way just the way they walk just with the clothes they wear, just their carriage, man. I mean, I don't know if that's really true. Like literally, I'm sure like he would have to hear Dave Liebman play before fucking hiring him to ban. But like I thought that was a cool, like just really weird way for him to put shit out there just to be like, dude, I'm just signaling just attitude. Like he's just like, it's vibe and like that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Sure, he practiced his ass off though, you know what I mean? I don't know. He was studying at Juilliard and then he was hanging with Charlie Parker. I mean I I guess to some extent it's uh,
0: like status signaling maybe.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, I I guess there's a certain like, yeah, if you're talking about just attitude, there is a certain like just willpower element to it, right? It's like that vibe of like, it's like ineffable spirit, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily like God-given. So like someone whose vibe, someone whose vibe is just like, I've got a fucking bad attitude the way I talk and walk. It's like, yeah, it's somewhere between it's it to me the the way I experience that kind of signaling it lands somewhere between like this is god-given and you just need to give it up cuz I have it more. But also there's an element of like you can have this too if you just fucking like just start putting it out there, you know? Um yeah. Yeah. I think that's a part of a lot of shit. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's is that attitude shit? Is that a part of all music? I don't think that's a part of Coltrane. Sure that was a part of Z's though, man. Z's was definitely about a certain like arrogance, like a certain swagger and shit. You know what I mean? Like it, it was the vibe of that band was not like, man, like, I hope you like that. You know, it's like, I'm really, great for, like, it was, you know, there was definitely a thing of just like, yeah, like, uh, of just like, yeah, you guys need to recognize that we're the shit right now. You know, work <laughs> like I mean, humorously. There's always a humor to that. There has to be some humor to that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Signaling though, it's like that thing about signaling. It's like I love it and I hate it, man. I I love it. I, I love that you're bringing it up, so I have no objection that you're <laughs> using that word. But it's mm-hmm. like when people see that that word signaling it's all like it's super interneted out like just on the level of because everyone's signaling and everything you do is so social media you know everything is part of some signal and I mean it doesn't that comes a lot from like uh like game theory right I mean isn't that kind of isn't that like very much a game theory thing
0: yeah and like I guess like economics and game theory um the the two main people that talk about it I think are like Robin Hanson and Jeffrey Miller uh, I'm more familiar with Robin Hanson and he has this whole thing of like the elephant in the brain and basically like, unless you're peeing you're basically or like you're scratching your butt you're basically signaling like anything you do is signaling so um i think that's a like a popular economic model nowadays and you know the people yeah. i follow are into that
1: <laughs> yeah it's it, there's a level of cynicism to it though that i find too often itself be a form of signaling i've I, I, i've checked out jeffrey miller stuff online i don't want to. I don't know, man. I I, I don't want to like randomly tr- trash some Evo Psych guy for like no fucking reason on like our little podcast. Like, what what what's in that for me? But I was just kind of like, I don't know. Some of this shit. I mean, ju- just the idea that like every it, it's it's like some Nietzschean shit of like there is no one's dealing with truth of any kind. Everything is just some will to power in this fucking like you know just like war of all against all shit sometimes I'm I'm just like man if you really felt that way you would be fucking unhappy I mean it's like you know what I'm saying like I, I don't I don't know like just breaking everything down to that is like I don't know it's a little depressing maybe I don't know
0: yeah, I mean, I mean like, it's depressing, but we aren't. I mean, my people, we we aren't depressed by things like that. <laughs> <laughs> my people, what? Jewish or no? Or... No, no, no. I just, uh, I just like, <laughs> like... you know, uh, heady transhumanists. <laughs> oh, oh, word,
1: word. I'm, I'm not a transhumanist dog. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty humanist. But uh, this is pre- precisely for that same reason that I'm so uh, obsessed with the limits of it lately. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure, this is why I'm into these you know this land and all and all these guys um i mean i yeah yeah the whole the whole game theory thing of it all well i find that shit very um one of the things i find very uh useful and beautiful and attractive about that just like considering things that way is just this the fact that entire sections like most of online culture will not even look at itself for a minute, in terms of those things. So, the fact that, I mean, people need to at least have some fucking self awareness that they're signaling and have some self interest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I think
0: that signaling to some extent isn't even bad. Like, uh, you know, it. I think that virtue signaling, for instance, is like it's probably good here and there because, you know, if you don't do it, how is anybody going to know that you have any virtue?
1: <laughs> right, right. No, no, true, true, true. No, no, I know. I guess I'm, yeah, I guess I'm complaining about just the most cynical aspects of it and shit because it's like, yeah, just this idea that any expression of compassion online is like virtue signaling, quote, unquote. I mean, it's like literally just being like, you know, you're like, I believe this rape allegation, and the guy's like, she's not gonna fuck you, bro. I mean, it's like that, that shit. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like,
0: <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> it,
1: well, that's that's all day online. Dark. I mean, right? I mean, you've seen this. I, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. maybe maybe you're less creeped out by the shit because you you've you've gone less, you've checked out less of the extremes of how creepy it gets, or something. <laughs> you know
0: I mean? Like, I, I don't,
1: <laughs> you're not familiar with that trope. It's just like some some weird. I guess like.
0: I, Maybe I've seen a little bit of that, but like... Just I, just, just like some I, woman's getting just verbally
1: right. abused online and some guy's like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And everyone's just like, she's not going to fuck you, bro. Stop virtue signaling. It's just like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like the, <laughs> the guy was literally like, get your hands off of her. You know, it's like that level of like, fuck it. In any case. um, But no, no, but I the signaling thing is, it, it is important to consider because I do have, I mean, I have friends who I love dearly and they're very smart, but they're online screaming political shit where i'm like man i'm not even saying you don't believe this i'm not even calling you a liar but i'm like have you not even considered for a a second at least the extent to which you're signaling this shit for self-interested reasons i mean like you've never even thought of that like you have no self-awareness of your own game playing you know doesn't mean it's all bullshit or you don't really have virtue but it's like dog like this is a game that you're playing to some extent, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, no, totally. You know, yeah. Especially when you're not like trying to do anything in the world other than just say opinions online. It's just like, bro, like i don't in, in any case, but but yeah. But there's virtue signaling, and then there's vice signaling, or not. I mean, people don't call it that, but like tough signaling. You know what I mean? So I think, I, like, what do you mean by that? Well, well, just the opposite of virtue signaling. Just like it's like signaling that you're like not offended by shit, and like you know. Give a fuck or like you're a troll or um mm. yeah, calling someone else calling someone else's virtue signaling out as a way of you signaling that you're like hip to bullshit and like you don't mm-hmm. like whatever that you're like your intelligence not-
0: intelligent signaling or whatever
1: yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah the the fucking brain guy name or whatever you know? <laughs> yeah the fucking wojack with the brain, yeah, um <laughs> I don't know, you yeah, know sig- signaling's fun though, you know signal yeah no no sometimes though i sometimes i will get cringed out by myself though because i'll like look back at my like twitter feed and i'm just like ooh, you're just like correctively signaling shit like you said something that was like a little bit like edgy and then you your next one was like i'm not racist though and then the next one was like ooh, but like sig-. it's just like this like i'm just like ugh, like fucking games dude games but i mean you really think was john coltrane signaling is he signaling dude
0: i, I don't think that he was God, signaling. Dude. it's just yeah it, so in this uh in this podcast i did with this dude andres we were talking about uh these eight different models of uh art and you know number two was the signaling model uh, which he called cool kid theory the next level up is hipster theoretic uh art which he describes the cool kid as one standard deviation above above the norm in terms of like Sort of aesthetic narrowness, and then the standard hipster deviations. is dude, this is how we talk, man. <laughs> uh, this so, this is the, the most
1: in unesthetic. Sh- I'm sorry, okay, no, keep going and <laughs> shit. Uh,
0: so, uh, you know, hipster theory basically it's like two to three standard deviations above the mean for uh, aesthetic narrowness or like assertiveness. But, uh, the one of the models after that he was getting at was like attempts at the sacred, and I feel like that's what train is all about is just like. Uh, you know, all the all the technical shit that goes into it is to serve a purpose of ascending, you know, and it seems like there's like a genuine desire for something greater than himself. And that's why I feel like people worship him these days, because, you know, he was so fucking, you know, like there was something so sacred, obviously, about what he was doing.
1: So when you say going to something beyond himself, that would mean that he's not signaling anything. He's just doing something for its own sake i mean is that I guess so
0: yeah because signaling I mean, I think, yeah no, sorry, it was like some sort of like spiritual you know path i thought so um i i don't know who it would be signaling to um other than to like you know god or whatever because
1: because signal i mean to me signaling means it, to me that it implies uh, ra- uh like instrumental uh instrumentality or uh instrumental like i don't know the word like um like you're doing something not for its own sake you're doing something for the purpose of it achieving something else right i mean you're like signaling if i'm trying to signal fitness like if i'm playing sick riffs in order to signal fitness then it's not about the riffs it's about what i can get by people seeing me as fit or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's about attracting a mate or attract or achieving status uh it's not for its own sake signaling always is about power i mean it's about gaining power mm-hmm. uh through instrumentally like just something yeah something in order to get something else so that's why i don't what is this model that you just said i don't fully get it because he's
0: saying well, You attempt at the sacred yeah i mean I guess the he's defining some sort of God that you're striving for and you, the God can be whatever you want. And I'm not sure what Coltrane's God was, but I mean, um, I feel like in, you know, doing that Sheets of sounds shit, like it's like kind of like, almost like an altered state where you're like, you know, if, if you look at like some like Sufi shit of like dancing around until, you know, you're dizzy and you get into this altered state, maybe that's something more akin to what he was doing. Because um, yeah. it doesn't, I mean, it seems in the purpose of some sort of magical thing like yes. you know maybe with a k or whatever but uh oh yeah got be <laughs> yeah it has to be
1: but 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 so but so we, but so there's like cool kid there's cool kid art hipster art and then just john coltrane i mean is that what we're is that what this guy's i'm going to listen well, to that podcast this guy sounds like not deep by the way this this, this guy with the,
0: it, he, he's deep, uh, but I mean, I guess, like, the basically, the cool kid theory is where he gets into fascism, basically, and then uh, hipster theory is kind of more like Zadik records or something like that. Like, it's the fringe. It's the, like, the max strategy of, like, I'm going to put all my eggs in this fucking nutso basket and do some noose shit that's totally novel. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily signaling. That's, like, more just, like, trying to make some progress, maybe, like, in you know, progress. Uh, uh, oh. But I forget the exact order of these models. But uh, the sacred was maybe like four or five or something like that.
1: But but what is it? Also, dude, standard deviation. I mean, that, that's a term from IQ testing, right? Or 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 psychometrics? Sure was, or no just or statistics? Just st- statistics in general. Mm-hmm. So, how, so how do you put this in? In so how does this model into like statistical? Dude, this is just my people. <laughs> but, but I mean, what is that like? But you're World not talking about stats. Bayzians, so. but, but 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 you're talking about vi- vibes, like vibes here and shit. As far as I mean, you're talking about qu- qualitative things, not quantitative. So how so how what does he mean deviations above and below? <laughs> it's like,
0: I mean, I, I guess uh, to these sort of like transhumanist rationalist people, uh, you know, everything is kind of like a probability distribution. So.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I roll. I, I, I uh, guess.
1: I mean it's like, <laughs> um
0: Well, I mean like okay, like taking zadik versus like uh you know just somebody that's into whatever is cool now, like the zadik person is going to be so much less like they're gonna be so much rarer of a type of person okay. in terms of like their aesthetic preferences.
1: Okay. Uh, so um Okay, so 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 you're talking about the the, the number of the statistical distribution of, mm-hmm. ways that people engage music. Or, or yeah. So are. if you
0: have like normie at the center of the bell curve, maybe then right. like you know the cool kid, and then you know very few hipsters. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. No. I could. I, I could. I those could are your zorns. <laughs> right. Okay. So, really, you don't think you wouldn't put zorn in, in sacred? You'd you'd put him in hipster, huh?
0: It's okay. <laughs> the hipster is a, a wrong word for it, but just because it has all these connotations. And like, you know, uh, it's just generally pejorative. But uh, I mean, I think that I could see him as being sacred as well. But I mean, John, John Coltrane just, you know, reeks of sacredness. Is, is so. the
1: ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Um, and this is, does, does this mean what people are achieving or kind of just more the orientation of what they're going for?
0: I guess it's just like the artistic model of what they're up to. Of of what they're, I say, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, yeah, so that's like, about, yeah, that's about right. I mean,
0: yeah. Like another example that he got into of a, a model is like exploration of state space. And so that's uh, kind of like, I guess, you know, if you're trying to explore every single rhythmic variation or every single sort of like, temperament quality and you know, this guy's really into like qualia uh, as they talk about you know in terms of like uh consciousness you know philosophy of mind stuff
1: i'm interested so, i don't know shit about that i find that interesting yeah um i have curiosity
0: do you believe in free will uh
1: i, I don't even i don't i don't talk huh. that way man I, I don't i don't i don't really talk about believing in. you know for sure like i actually don't even really yeah and i don't mean that as as a um i don't mean that to be shitty like i don't but i i actually just the idea of like do you believe in or not believe in it's like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to me even saying i believe in something is kind of just this poetic way of like whipping up some kind of vibe and shit you know what i mean if you had said do you believe in god i would say yeah actually that would be my that would be a thing that i would that i would be like yeah i believe in god but it's like if you were, like, explain
0: that, I'd be like, eh, I don't really, you know, feel like that, you know. Um, Yeah, it's a poetic way to reduce something that's too big to describe.
1: Yeah, or different people want to talk about, but I would never be like, I don't believe in free will, or I do, that's just not a a word that I would start messing with in order to Mm -hmm. uh, put out a a vibe well, or whatever but, but, so, uh, but what were you going to say about quality i'm sorry i think i, I derailed you a little bit or, no, no no it's all
0: good um i, I went on a sort of john sequitur of bringing up uh, free will just because it's like i wanted to get out how like these types of people have these outlandish views that seem kind of provocative like not believing in free will or like believing that consciousness is an illusion like that's a fairly common uh perspective to take in this world so um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But the qualia is basically just like the qualitative experience of like, you know, what is it to experience red? What is it to experience, you know, this or that. And how do you explain that in terms of, you know, something that's like scientific or neuroscientific?
1: Hmm. Word. Uh yeah. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I yeah. I, I, I don't know about, about free will exactly. No, no. Like I'm quickly
0: turning this into like a, a college dorm room Yeah, I know, I, know. It's like, I don't
1: know, man um, oh, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say I'll tell you what I do if we're going to talk philosophy stuff about what we were just talking about I'm into, if we're talking about the sacred I'm into Bataille's idea of the sacred so that to me is like stuff that so that's why for me the economic uh, sorry the um that statistical thing of like that bell curve of like oh like people are going for the sacred or like on this tail end of like a distribution like it's sort of like more and more rare more and more rare i i don't know if i see the idea the sacred as being like that thing where it's just like the rarest form of what other people are, you know, or, 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 or sort of like this, it, it's like, I, I it's, I'm the Bataille, have you read much Bataille or gotten into no, it? Cause no. it's, it's like, with him, it's just like the sacred is this other, it's a thing that is sort of outside of the, 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 um, the sort of homogeneous, like economics of how things work, you know, not literally financial economics necessarily, but just the economy mm-hmm. of like ideas and systems. There's like, there's this way that things work functionally, like, uh, they calls this ho- homogeneous, you know, it, it would be like capitalism or fascism or just anything that's like where everything's accounted for and like a system, and then the sacred is like that sovereign thing that is outside that, but that sort of guarantees the existence of everything else in a sense. You know, it's like the outside, it's sort of like with what Land talks about with like the outside, it's like this sort of excessive realm of excess that's like not part of, um it's not part of the regular world of exchange or something. So I, I, to me, it's like, I, yeah, I, I don't know if, I mean, there are people that are more interested or like overtly trying to like interface with that or whatever. But I mean, I think like the sacred there's, there's always ways in which it's affecting you or like being dealt with mm-hmm. just as an out and just as an outside or a limit, you know um, it's like uh it's like like with ritual and like breaking taboos and stuff like that you're like accessing the sacred because you're doing something that's taboo for the rest of the year but then once a year you like chop a kid's head off or something and that's the sacred because you know in order to ensure that you don't do that the rest of the year you do that once in order to mm-hmm. you know it's like breaking the taboo so that you can have the taboo the rest of the year some shit like that you know what i mean um so i don't know like feel like on some level all like musical ritual gatherings all kind of have that that vibe of the sacred because you're like framing yeah. this thing that is like outside of you know it's like mass or something you know it's like like latin mass it's like this is framed this exists above time it exists above economy it exists above like regular uh regular systems of possibility you know um but it by definition can't be all the time you know um mm-hmm. So, i mean i think you can have that with hipster shit or with just like normie shit i, I think got it man I don't, I don't know
0: yeah i, I feel like i m- might have done a bad job of explaining the sacred as being related to the other two it's not necessarily i'm not saying it's like a gradual step thing of like going toward the sacred from cool kid to hipster to sacred or anything it's just a, a separate model of his in the uh eight models but uh this conversation made me think about uh something i talked about with ben Monder, which is uh he was talking about three attempts in his life where you tried to practice for 24 hours and uh i i decided that i'm going to try to do this just because it's absurd and so i feel like i'll maybe live stream a 24-hour guitar practice session um he says that he failed every That's a great time. idea man
1: that's a great <laughs> idea so like diapers or what's the vibe
0: I'll let myself like get up and take a shit. You know, I also, I mean, I'm dude. like a weirdo. So like I'll, I'll be drinking my liquid meal. and. Uh, so, you know.
1: so when you say that you're going to break your 24 hour practice session to go take a shit, you're basically saying you have less discipline than a gamer is what you're telling me.
0: <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, sure.
1: Diapers, That's dude. You want to interpret. Diapers or I'm not tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> No cuz you know that shit cuz you know these cats are fucking wear diapers to fucking play games, right? I mean that's like
0: but they're just signaling their dedication. <laughs> I
1: don't know, maybe they are. I hope they are, John. I fucking hope they are because if they're actually yeah, if that's not signaling and that's just reality then that's grim. Um No, but they are really they really do diapers, man. I mean that's a thing. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I... Yeah, I, I know this, but I, I like to try to not know it as often. <laughs> to, not,
1: to not think about it. But yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah shed, shed with the diapers, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about, like, should I do it as a fast? Like, should, I can go a day without eating. Like, I might as well yeah. combine the 24-hour guitar thing with a, a 24-hour fast or whatever. But I don't know. I can also just be mature and take five-minute breaks twice or something like that
1: you could you could have a you could have cliff bars and just be working on um on like like hammer-ons and shit on the side i mean or you know yeah like you could still totally be eating and like still checking out the patterns that you're going to work on next you know
0: Mm -hmm. i mean if i get to this i'll do some like meticulous shit like ben monder was saying he by the end of it he was just trying to play quarter notes at three beats per minute which is so fucking mondarian uh but i feel like quarter notes something-
1: <laughs> that's sick dude
0: yeah he, he's he dude that cat is sacred like ben monder is uh you know the the john coltrane of my life i guess so
1: i i'm uh it's actually weird to admit how little of his stuff i've checked out because like anytime i check it out i'm just like this is just harmonically like the most galaxy brain shit like i've ever heard but then i but then i somehow just like never follow up on on checking him out i checked out the, like years ago the duo with him and theo blackman mm-hmm. i mean i know that's like sort of like probably level one you know
0: for checking his shit out but it was awesome uh, do you uh dig theo Blackman as a singer yeah
1: i do actually although i've only heard him in that i don't even really know his
0: stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah we uh, what other singers are you into in that sort of uh, vein?
1: Um, I don't know about in that vein. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of <clears throat> singers that are really like experimental music type type singers. You know, I mostly listen to like just like rock, rock and pop singers. You know, mostly. I mean, and the early music stuff. You know, as well. Um, you know, I'm into I'm into Depeche Mode, man. You know, Dave Gahan. You know, I'm into uh, you know really into Morrissey. You know, I like those British kind of singers uh i don't know there's vocalists that i i take no i take no uh influence from but a lot of inspiration from like you just wouldn't hear it at all in my stuff but it's like just huge for me david tibet you know like he's just like my favorite you fuck with current 93 at all are
0: oh uh, a little i'm more of a a coil guy
1: (laughs) coil are amazing yes uh but yeah as far as uh I don't know. He's just one of the greatest vocalists ever. I mean, it's just like, this it makes no, uh, it's utterly unapparent in my own singing that I, that he would be a hero of mine, but like it's huge, huge inspiration. But yeah, for my own shit. Yeah. I mean, just, um, yeah. Morrissey, Dave Gahan and fucking, um, and fucking medieval music, man. You know, really Word. is the vocal styles.
0: Now you mentioned current 93. Is there any esoterica in your life or like any sort of like, occult stuff that you get into
1: somewhat i mean i was really um not currently so much but i was i was it's not a life path for me i'm not like an an esotericist or or a, a magic uh practicer really um in general but i um for a while like when i was like i believe in that though mm-hmm. i mean that's a very broad thing to say but i i am that shit is real um but i uh yeah so like ar- around like 28 to 31 roughly which is saturn returns i mean that's like a real thing like i i um yeah i was like going really deep into reading gnostic stuff um the corpus hermeticum and just paracelsus paracelsus however you say that um definitely reading a bunch about alchemy read a ton about of of jung's stuff on on alchemy and um and astrology and stuff and his uh his sort of um eschatological the, the sort of eschatological christian stuff with the antichrist and getting really into um getting really into current 93 around around that time so yeah i mean i'm into it man you know i'm You're into I, yeah i i'm into alchemy i mean i'm yeah i'm into it on along the lines of young i'm into alchemy as uh as proto psychoanalysis pretty much um or proto like psychotherapy you know. Um and there is a way there is a way that i kind of regard i guess co- composition as alchemy sort of but i, I don't want to like get too free with saying shit like that because it just mm-hmm. becomes this like facile like it's like magic man and everyone's got to like be like ooh, it's like you know it's like i don't want to like disrespect the history of magic by just saying that what i do is magic just to make it like as sick as that or whatever but um mm-hmm. there is a way there's this thing of like uh I'm into Deleuze and some of these thinkers on an occult level in the sense that they're dealing with uh its philosophies of imminence and non-dual uh n- non-dual thinking non-dialectical thinking um and ways of looking at the w- w- matter as a self-organizing uh process like looking at the spirit in matter and that kind of i i see i i see magic and like alchemy and stuff like that as sort of i see Deleuze and 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 uh thinkers like that as kind of in land to an extent i guess as coming out of that or kind of trying to recapture that is that, on board with that, that oh,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah philosophies of eminence basically is what people would say you know um and the more I read Kant, it took me a while. to. Be, I'm like just now really starting to get to get my hands around uh, Kant enough that I can actually even say anything about him. But I'm starting to see how he is in that lineage too. I didn't get that. But, you know, I was into Deleuze. I was into land, into Deleuze, into Bergson. And that, I, there's this, this vitalism that I can sort of see that and Nietzsche in a way more poetic, like weird way. Um, but I didn't really get how Kant is that because it seems so analytical. I'm like, Jesus, I'm like actually like, doing normal thinking here this is a fucking drag but now i'm like but then i'm like actually kind of getting it i'm like okay critique of pure reason like yeah so there's yeah there's a vibe of imminence, self-organizing uh spirit and matter dunce scotus is on that vibe who well, i haven't read a ton of but have, have, you, have you checked out dunce scotus at all no, no. tegan had a really cool um little little uh video she made about dunce scotus and all uh, justin murphy did one too that was cool for sure
0: cool
1: um, yeah Duns, check out. yeah check out his thing on dunce scotus um but yeah um so yeah I, I, like on some level music i guess to me is sort of magic in the sense that it deals with what's imminent um it, it feels like that it feels like a magic with a k type uh alchemical thing in that i feel like i'm getting into materials as matter it's arguable whether a fucking melody is matter but, but I experience it as like, "Oh, I've got stuff, and I'm like teasing out and um, like facilitating the self-organization of, of, uh, of materials that are organizing themselves at its best. Mm-hmm. At, at its best, writing melodies can be like that. Lyrics, like if I have text, I write lyrics first, and then I'm like put, setting the text to melodies in its most unforced, uh, most uncontrived. Uh, moments you know it does feel somewhat like they're organizing themselves in a way where it's like you're you're dealing with like uh, alchemical transformation and like lead to gold kind of uh, like you're just sort of like bringing quicksilver into the into the equation and kind of um i fuck with hermes man i do i i i, I, <laughs> I fuck with them man yeah for sure yeah i'm into that stuff yes i admit it yes I I said no. And then I just went on like, fucking 20 minutes of how into it I am. Yeah. (laughs) Well, beautiful.
0: Um, well we're at an hour and a half here and I want to respect your time. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off?
1: Um, no, man, I'm, I'm good. I mean, if, if you wanted to keep going, I would keep going, but sometimes there's just a natural, you know, cadence as it were. So, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we wrap up here and uh yeah if, if you want to come back on sometime i'd love to have you back
1: yeah man just great questions man really really um uh, so yeah let's um yeah let's some time let's do it again it'd be, it'd be very cool i like uh it's great too cuz you just like you're into the philosophy stuff and the music stuff is sort of uh equally as heavily you know and i've been kind of like with my own show my own channel i've been that's really been what i've been about doing you know it's very recently and i'm just kind of like man like uh like how many people are like equally esoterically weird on like both of those fronts, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's cats, you know, it's <laughs> like, this is, it's a thing. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I got to credit you with sort of like getting me back into this. Cause uh, you know, like I was familiar with you from extra life and stuff back in the day. And then I heard you on Justin's podcast and I was like, Oh yeah, shit. Like you can be a musician and like care about intellectual shit as well. And yeah. so, like oh yeah I what am I thinking I should do both like
1: absolutely man absolutely yeah it's philosophy right now too it's a very um I think it's in such a cool place man because I was always like Z's like with Z's uh uh Deleuze was like our like book club book that like everyone it was almost like required reading to just like read a thousand plateaus and I didn't understand shit because I hadn't even read all the stuff that it's building on and I could I didn't even hadn't read the stuff that it's rejecting and trying to go beyond you know but but just over the years you keep marinating in it but it was like i didn't have that many people to fucking talk with you know what i mean plus it was like early internet time you know so it's Mm -hmm. like early 2000s so it's like now there are all these young people man like you know younger than us like just straight up kids who are like you know they're like not in academia they're not trying to be professional academics but they like really give a shit about this stuff and are like really checking it out and are like on youtube just talking about this shit it's like sick dude i love that culture and really like people people want meaning dude in a world where none is given well because it's like these instant these institutions man nobody believes in shit anymore as well they should not you know it's just like Mm -hmm. people aren't getting their meaning from the new york times because it's lies people aren't getting you know nbc fucking msnbc fox whatever it's like that's not happening college no one believes in that shit anymore especially humanities oh yeah <laughs> so it's it's just yeah like you know what i mean i mean science yeah you can learn how to do science because that's still science but as far as like humanities and social, i mean it's just like it's so like cucked for lack of a better word there's so many better words but i just wanted to say that um but yeah like so um, uh, yeah, that's why kids are into philosophy now, man. People are turning to it because people want to and it's it's happening in a DIY way. I fucking love it, man.
0: Word. Well, uh next time we talk, I'll I'll send you some uh some of my transhumanist manifesto type shit and we can please, <laughs> go on that. You can criticize please, it all you want. Please do. No, please do. I
1: I'll tell you though, man, I keep I keep um yeah, I man, I don't want to be too much on his nuts, but I've just been like really checking him out lately. That guy uh, Reza uh, Reza Negarestani, check out his shit, man. This uh, this essay of uh, the labor of the inhuman. Um, mm-hmm. He he's a guy. I don't really know his shit that well, but I, he's a guy who I think is like getting into he's totally part of that whole scene of like Nick land and, and people who are about the, like, you know, he's like totally up to date with the like anti-humanist transhumanist kind of thing. But -hmm. his concept of what humanism has been is like this very weird forward looking galaxy brain type, uh, commitment to updating the idea of the human along the, uh, keeping it updated with everything that's going on which might seem to be anti-human i don't know there's like but of course you're saying transhuman. you're not saying anti-human
0: oh yeah no no i'm i mean like i'm i'm more of the sort of david pierce school i don't know if you know david pierce he's like he's a fucking lifelong vegan and he's all about just kind of like uh trying to engineer out suffering stuff like that it's kind of like like veganism on steroids um uh, all the stuff about like you know uh valence and like how to basically have neurological states of well-being and I mean basically that equates to like you know pharmacology <laughs> but uh, yeah I'll send you some shit and you'll I'll see what you think
1: yeah yeah I mean if stuff is real it, it has to be dealt with I mean this is this is why I'm into just like some of this edgy internet shit like some of it's dumb but a lot of it is opening your mind to stuff that people don't want to think about. Like what you're talking about with like, just like pharmacology, like, you know, yeah. Just admitting to the extent to which things are chemical or biological and stuff that's feels inconvenient or weird. I'm very Mm -hmm. on board with moving forward based on just, yeah, hardcore scientific shit that I'm not, I'm not, I don't have so much of a head for that, which maybe means I should, I should go deeper on it, you know? (laughs) Word. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so send me so send me some of that man for sure yeah qualia dude yeah that sounds like wow. a medieval fucking notation or something right like a qualia i don't know it sounds like some fucking
0: like, like a, a half quaver or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah 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 some quaver shit like qualia. a a qu- some shit anyway word dude thank you so much for having me
0: yeah thanks so yeah. much for joining me it's uh cool talking to you dude
1: yeah, likewise. Um, I'll catch you. I won't see you at your fucking job. I'll have to see you at the internet because you're.
0: Or no, are you still? No,
1: the place is still open, right? Go get them, Tiger.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, so I do like quality control for them. So I, I, I was only at that cafe like every week, like for a few hours. But. Uh, oh weird. Yeah, I, I'm just at home <laughs> in quarantine until yeah. shit gets a little bit more normal. Rough.
1: So. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, then, I'll, yeah, I'll just catch you online, man. Beautiful. All right. I'll see you in the future. Peace.